0: Open your eyes and look into the darkness. Something strange is moving. Something grave and sinister. Something paranormal. Something ghostly. That sends shivers down your spine. It is children with cult class with your house, Caitlin.
1: Welcome to Chillin' with Cult Class. My name's Caitlin, and this is where we talk about everything spooky, strange, and unexplained. So, we had an awesome Thanksgiving.
2: So great. So much food.
1: So much food. Nick made the turkey, <clears> and he's gonna be humble about it, I'm sure, but it was an awesome turkey. I don't know. One of the best turkeys ever. Everybody <laughs> voted at the table, oh,
3: three other people. <laughs>
1: You don't have to tell the listeners that. For all they know, we hosted 40 people. Yeah, right. And I had a wonderful birthday, Woo! which was so, it was so sweet. I got so many wonderful messages from you guys. We just laid low, hung out. I had a cake with my family earlier in the week. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm trying to think. We just, like, chilled. Yeah.
2: We, yeah, we just kind of, you asked to really just keep it low-key, and then we made a meal that you wanted, and...
1: Oh, that's funny when you're an adult. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) But I I was like, all I want to do is do nothing. (laughs) uh, All I want is nothing. And Nick was like, are you sure? You just want... I was like, nothing. I want nobody to bother me. I want nothing. (laughs) And that's exactly how it went. It is exactly what I wanted. Although my sister-in-law, my other sister-in-law, Nick's sister, sent me a gift. I don't know if you guys have seen this, but it's a box of treats. And oh, they're on Amazon. Yes. And it's like a million different candies and cookies because she knows me so well. <laughs> and I literally went to the Dollar General and I bought a tote, right. a Tupperware tote with a top that I could put all these treats in. And then of course I added. I bought some like little Debbie's and yep, whatever Skittles and uh-huh, stuff. Uh huh. And so now we have this epic it's, treat tote it bag. Is, it's very box. very epic. <laughs>
2: treasure chest of sweets and, and all things munchiness.
1: Yes. And thanks to Naomi for, for that. Uh, shout out Naomi. Shout out Naomi for inspiring my my sugar craving even more and, and now having a dream stocked pantry of just sugar. If it was up to me, the whole pantry would just be sugar. Nick is always like, he goes in the pantry and he's like, what is this now? It's like, <laughs> you know, Christmas Oreos or um, sometimes I'll get up, and like he's going to make the bed, and he'll find Skittles or m ms oh in the gosh. bed. I shouldn't admit More this. More times
2: than I can count. Yeah. Oh, my
1: God. I shouldn't admit that, but I am. So, anyway, it was a wonderful, sugar-filled birthday, a great Thanksgiving. We hope you guys all had a wonderful holiday. Yes. And that you are taking a week or so to just chill before you jump into any Christmas, Hanukkah, whatever, shopping and pressures. I hope you guys are just relaxing a little bit at least this week is a little different because i got to sit down with one of our friends james james he's such a great guy and he runs sundown halloween Mm -hmm. the radio station and he does all the cool ads on this podcast that you guys hear all the fun voices he's a radio pro he's an audio pro So, so good and he's a really interesting guy so i sat down with him he picked our movie club pick for last week so he joined me for movie club and an interview this week. And we just had the best time talking. So that's what's coming up. Next week, I'm going to have Ryan from Somewhere in the Skies podcast. It's a UFO dedicated podcast. It's so cool. So awesome. And he's such a nice guy. Can't wait to have him on. And his movie club pick for this week is the movie Witness of Another World. I've never seen it. Have you seen it? I haven't. No. I'm so excited to watch it. So, that's our movie club pick for this week, just so you guys know. I don't think I mention it when I'm talking to James. So, it looks like it's from 2018, and it's on Tubi Tubi. for free. We love Tubi. Um, We love Tubi. So, check out Witness of Another World for this week's movie club pick. Last week was The Vast of Night, and I'm going to jump into movie club with James Also, be sure to follow Chillin' With Cult Class on Instagram at chillin'withcult.class. You can follow my art at cult.class. And you can always email feedback, stories, whatever you got to chillin'withcultclass at gmail.com. I love hearing from you guys. You guys send great stories, great memes, just great everything. You guys are awesome. It's such a fun community. and it's like a little weird, we're all a little weird and we're all fun and funny, you guys are hilarious. So, send them my way.
3: Hmm, I wonder who could be knocking at my chamber
0: door? Well, hello, it is our scary guest of the
1: week. we have a special guest this week my friend James Greening the founder of Sundown Halloween he was kind enough to join me today and talk about The Bastard Night the movie that we picked and we are going to talk about some other spooky paranormal stuff Uh, James and I connected on Instagram I believe Uh, yeah and he is a Halloween enthusiast He creates all the cool ads on this podcast. He is a audio pro. So all the fun voices, everything you guys hear. He's who makes the podcast. Awesome. So thank you so much for joining us, James.
4: Oh, thank you so much, Caitlin, for having me. It's an honor to be here. And, uh, it's uh, different to be on this side of the uh, of the podcast. Usually, I'm on the on the back side there editing and uh, having fun with adding all the voices and things. But thanks so much for having me here and it's it's a pleasure to be here.
1: Oh my gosh. Well, I'm so excited to have you. How did we you reached out. we reached we linked up over Instagram and then I found out about Sundown and you started airing chillin on Sundown. Um, this was about maybe eight months ago or so.
4: It was, yeah. I'd been following your art. Uh, I actually have a few of your prints. And so uh, just following, you know, casually following you on Instagram. And uh, I knew you were like into the the sci-fi and the UFO and, you know, just based on your, uh, your art. But what really grabbed my interest is uh, when you announced that you were going to start doing a podcast. And I was like, well, her art's awesome. She has, you know, a great following this podcast is probably going to be great you know I mean it's just yeah. sometimes you can just know by who's doing it um, that it's going to be something of high quality and so I, I was paying attention and when you released the first the first podcast episode I was like yes I want this on uh, sundown Halloween's radio station and so that's when I reached out just you know I was like hey we would love to you know have your podcast on the on the station if that's possible and from there it's, it's grown into a great friendship
1: Absolutely yes, thank you so much. And can you tell us a bit about Sundown? Because Sundown is such a cool radio station, and you you edit it, you founded it, you create it, everything, right?
4: Yeah, yeah. So it's basically a uh, I, I can't say it's a one person show, but um, but yeah, there's a lot of lot of work that goes behind it. Uh, Sundown Halloween basically kind of started all from back in the 1980s when I was a kid, and I listened to. I owned the uh, Halloween sound effects cassette of uh, horror sounds of the night, um, and it just kind of it, it instilled in me this wonder and beauty of Halloween and radio at the same time, or Halloween and music and Halloween and audio. And then as I got older in my teen years, there was this uh, DJ in Columbus, Ohio at the time on the on the public radio and every Halloween he would, he usually played like dance music and everything, but on Halloween he would blend modern dance music with like old Vincent Price audio and things like that. Yeah. And I just, I just, I fell in love with it. And uh, so when I went to college, I was a DJ myself on the university's radio station and would do something special every Halloween. Uh, And especially playing Vincent Price, you know, reading like, you know, Poe's Telltale Heart or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, And it just kind of instilled in me that that love of how Halloween and radio kind of go together. And when I was, you know, a few years older and, you know, able to, you know, with the miracle of the the Internet, making it so easy for anybody to have a radio station, um, then I started a radio station called Dungeon Radio. And we basically just did, it was, you know, dance music that was, you know, had a creepy sound. We would do some um, episodes of like podcasts and things like that. Uh, really wasn't as cohesive then, but we were just, you know, giving it a shot and trying yeah. it out. Uh, eventually, you know, that worked out so well that someone offered to buy it. And I was busy going off into a different career path at the time. So I was like, yeah, all right, let's do that. But I really missed it. Mm-hmm. And during that time, I decided to make my own uh, Halloween sound effects cassette. Uh, but it's a USB cassette, and it's called Halloween Haunts and Terror Tales. And in when I was making that, I was creating characters, and the characters suddenly all lived in this town called Sundown. And I love so, that. and so after I did three volumes of the sound effects, the characters were pre-solidified. And I was like, you know what? Let's just make this a real kind of town. And, you know, what does the town have? Uh, And, you know, especially maybe a a vintage town, what would they have? And so for me, they would have a radio station, a television station, a newspaper, those kind of things. Uh, So we just kind of set up Sundown to be that. It's like its own little fictional town uh, that exists. And it's Halloween all year round uh, due to a witch's curse uh, that put it in the Halloween. So it repeats halloween day each and every day um and if you listen to the station you you'll probably get a little bit of that kind of that feel you know where you know we have at, at midnight the the great reset if you will of the town happens and um so it, it's 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 just fun you know we're just having yeah. fun we're, we're always creating characters and and really trying to extend storylines and, you know, we release a digital newspaper every so often of, you know, just kind of stories that's going on in, in the town of Sundown. Uh, and we've got lots more on, on the horizon.
1: Yeah, absolutely. A lot more on the horizon. We've, we've yeah. been talking about that. Um, Sundown is just so cool. I love the whole concept of it. Uh, if, if anybody wants to tune in, how would they... Because you can listen worldwide. So okay. go to your, your website.
4: Yeah, go to the website uh, sundownhalloween.com and once you're there at the top of the page, you'll see where you can just, uh, you can click right there and listen in that web. Um, But we're also on several different uh, radio hosts, probably all the big ones that you can think of. Uh, We are on it and the links are there on the website, on our website. Also, if you go to like TuneIn app or whatever, you'll be able to find Sundown Halloween. Uh, and the radio station itself goes by the call letters of 96.6 wolf Um, so if you're looking specifically for that that's what you'll want to search for but yeah you can listen worldwide we're 24 7 365 and we release something new every day Um, so you won't get bored um, listening and but uh, you know sometimes it's just we release like vintage commercials Uh, we like to play like the old uh, halloween commercials and for december We'll be doing like uh, some Christmas vintage stuff as well, um, with a little spooky vibe. So we're, we're not giving up on the Halloween, but we recognize that there's other holidays out there too. So we'll celebrate those along with it. But yeah, we're calling it uh, Merry Witchmas and Happy Horror Days. So <laughs> that's <Yeah>. awesome. <laughs> so yeah, but that's uh, that's where they can listen, and you can find all the old releases of the newspaper on our on our website and. Uh, we have a partnership with the Monster Channel, um, so you can tune in to our cable access channel 20 uh, W A R Y. And uh, oh, exactly. I'm oh, sorry.
1: My <laughs> dog is very excited about that. <laughs> when I put them outside the door, they whine. When I bring them in the room, they bark and whine. They bark. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you, know, you,
4: you can't
0: win so, either
1: way. Yeah.
4: But, yeah, if you want to uh, if you're in the mood for watching old monster shows with uh, the newest horror host, then uh, check out the monster channel and you can also see that on our website. and uh, yeah, so it's lots so of stuff cool. going on. Thank you.
1: Thank so, you. so cool. okay. and on Instagram, you can follow at
4: sundown halloween
1: great one last question before we get in movie club why halloween aside from the the radio station and the tape and stuff but what is your where does your love of halloween come from
4: yeah so that's you know i i had neighbor i had an older neighbor uh when i was like age eight And she absolutely loved, like, everything scary, you know, horror movies, sci-fi movies, anything scary. And Halloween was her favorite. And so I think I had, like, a little crush on her, you know, at that point. And so I was like, yeah, I want to do all this, too, you know. And so we would watch all these scary movies. And, uh, you know, I remember watching, like, Ghoulies and The Gate and after we did um, that, we, we put on trash bags and, you know, acted like we had black robes on and we were trying to, like, summon stuff in the basement. And <laughs> pretty sure we we only summoned dust and mice, but, you know, it's it was kind of that that got me into Halloween and it yeah. just stuck. Um, you know, I like I decorated the porch every year, despite like my mom and dad being like, what are you doing? You know, like, I'm stuffing a scarecrow. Come on, you know, like, I need this stuff. Um, and you know, Blair and Blair, and, you know, the sound effects albums, and you know, just oh, um, cool, it, it just instilled it in me, and so that, that really never left. Um, and for me, you know, I think Halloween, um, you know, growing up, I, I, you know, my family was not wealthy, and so Halloween for me was really the one time of the year that I could get lots of candy, um, mm-hmm. you know, because we just, you know, my, my family couldn't afford extras like that, um, and so you know, I remember you know just going out and I'd be out for like three or four hours because you were like on a mission to get as much candy as possible because yes. it wasn't just for you but it was for the family because you know the family hadn't had much yeah. candy all year um and you know getting older I was reflecting on that and I was like you know I really think that Halloween is really the the only holiday that no matter who you are no matter you know race denomination you know what holidays you celebrate um it doesn't matter because if you show up at the door and you say trick or treat, you're going to get a treat, right? And yeah. it's it's really America at its best. It's really just giving to the community no matter who you are or what you look like. And, you know, for me growing up as, as oh, an adult now, yeah. I'm like, you know, that's what it really is about. And I've really become less of a horror fan and really more of like a Halloween fan. And it's yeah. kind of like a subgenre of horror, if you will. Um, but it it really is. I mean, Halloween for me is just about giving and, and fun. You know, there's this free spirit about it of, you know, being able to put on a mask and being someone that you're not. Or, uh, you know, if you're a, a rule follower like I always was uh, as a kid, it was the one night where, hey, I'm someone different. If I want to howl like a werewolf, I can. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, now I howl like a werewolf every week, you know, and it's, <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> but, uh, That's awesome. But But I think that's what I really want Sundown to be. I want it to be a fun place where everybody's, you know, everybody's welcome and just come and get your treats, you know, whether they're audio treats or video treats, just, just come and have fun.
1: I love that. I love that. And I love that description of Halloween because it's so true. I love Halloween as a holiday. Um, Our listeners already probably know that. And we talked about that in the last episode, but it's just fun. It's just fun. And it's, it and you can be it's there's no uh, you can be whatever you want whoever you want um and there's no question about who you are, I like that. And everybody's out in the neighborhood, literally out in the neighborhood. It's the, it its isn't even just your family, it is. It's like the whole, right. you know, it's your neighbors. And I like that you talked about uh, gathering candy for the year, because it sounds like like a hunting mission. Like you're on a quest. <laughs> like you're hunting candy. <laughs> you gotta, it really you gotta was. store it up for the year. Just like, <laughs> just like our medicine. like you gotta just store it up. Um, <laughs> So that's awesome. but yeah, it's just, it, it it you meet the neighbors and it gets people involved with each other, which is like a beautiful thing. I love that. and it yeah, it and again, it isn't just your friends and family, like you know, other holidays. So, yeah, exactly. Okay. well, we have a special movie this week, and I thoroughly enjoyed rewatching it. Yay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, such a good <laughs> choice. James picked our movie this week, so we are gonna jump into movie club.
2: Ho, 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 Sprinkles. Now that's not the Santa I know. What's wrong?
3: Oh, I just have some very cool boys and girls on my list who are asking for a gift that is unique and out of this world. But I have no ideas whatsoever on what I'm going to leave them in their stockings.
2: Well, have you checked out cultclassart.com?
3: Cultclassart.com, you say, Sprinkles?
2: That's right, Santa cultclassart.com features photorealistic digital artwork where otherworldly science fiction meets retro surrealism and this unique artwork comes in fine art prints NFTs, t-shirts, sweatshirts stickers, blankets and so many other awesome products that are sure to make all those cool kids on your list smile on Christmas morning
3: well cultclassart.com sounds perfect sprinkles I just know the cool girls and boys are going to love those unique
2: gifts. And, since it is your first time ordering Santa, make sure to sign up at cultclassart.com to get 10% off, too. Which is sure to save you some serious moolah this Christmas season.
3: Thank you, Sprinkles. It is a true holiday miracle. You have saved Christmas. Now I am off to give my naughty list to Crumbusse. So you order everyone on that cool list something from CultClassArt.com, and I will pick it up!
2: Yes, sir, Santa! Oh,
3: and sprinkles, be sure to order yourself something amazing from CultClassArt.com. Consider it a thank you for saving Christmas.
2: Thank you, sir! And it is truly a Christmas miracle. Ho 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 ho! Ho 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 ho!
3: Be sure to go to cultclassart.com now and enter CHILLING at checkout to get 10% off today. That's C-H-I-L-L-I-N, CHILLING. See you there, and happy holidays.
0: do you find out from the old woman she said they're out there there's people in the sky and they have advanced radio and communication and they take people up
3: For real that's what she said
1: Movie club pick for last week was The Vast of Night on Amazon. I've started asking our guests if they have any movie recommendation that they would like to do for movie club and James instantly said The Vast of Night and I had seen this movie before but rewatching it I actually loved it more the second time. I'll be honest the first time I watched it I was like, "Huh, okay." But the ending and I was it's kind of a lot to process because it's quite a piece of art the way it's filmed. Um, I thought the filming was beautiful cause it goes, you know, with the TV component and the mm-hmm. retro and the way they film the street and that you're kind of on the street and just the camera angles and the talking, the talking is very fast. Uh, so you really have to pay attention. And so the first time I kind of had to absorb it the second time around, I just found it like a really wonderful, Story And my favorite part of it, of course, is the retro vintage aspect. Actually, people who follow my art recommended this movie to me because of that, because that is really my aesthetic, and I love that. But also, I love the firsthand accounts that are in the movie without any audio behind them or anything. Uh, Just the interviews of the guy who calls in, and then the woman. When they go to the woman just before the whole incident. And anybody who hasn't seen this, if you don't want any spoilers, this would be the time to skip ahead a few minutes. Uh, I'm just going to say the incident at the end, but I just love those interviews. I love the retro component of this movie. I love the relationship between Faye and Everett. I like the spin the older lady gives on uh, what the UFO and the aliens are doing to people. Uh, socially, like our society, and we'll get we'll jump into that in a second. But those are my favorite parts of this movie. Um, and James, I'll let you I'll let you talk about your favorite parts, and then we'll just jump <laughs> into a couple little spoilers and stuff.
4: Yeah, definitely. Well, first of all, thank you for choosing the film. Uh, I'm a little biased, I will say that, but this <laughs> is by far not only my favorite sci fi movie, but also I think it's hands down my favorite movie of all time. Uh, outdoing Jaws and, and yes. uh, even Lawrence of Arabia and you know beautiful films, uh, but I am definitely biased. And you know, if you're not coming from a radio background, you you might enjoy it a little less than I do. But um, yeah. but still, it's a great great story, and, and just you know, there's a lot of you know, I think uh, horror and sci-fi they they do a lot of radio, and I think radio is fascinating uh, to convey kind of an imagination component to the unexplained right yeah. I mean it's it, it instantly reminded me of old-time radio and I think I think it's a film that really is a radio show mm-hmm. um, the way that the way that it's done um, especially you know going to like the first-hand accounts um, where the you know the screen actually fades to black and as all your is all you hear is the firsthand account
2: mm-hmm.
4: um, and I, I think that's just it adds a spookiness to it, it really does, and the film always has this little eerie feeling behind Mm -hmm. it in the atmosphere, and I I just, I love that, and, you know, it's very authentic, I mean, you know, like, one of the DJs uh, on our, on Sundown is all about 50s and 60s, and I remember having to research, like, What's the what's the phrases that they say, you know, and you know, bird is the word, and all those kind of things. Yeah. And and ever just has it down. I mean, he's he's <laughs> fantastic as a as an actor, but as a character, he's just it, it is that fifties and sixties. It just yes. you just feel it. That's that's the radio, and so it's a homage to that. Even if you aren't into UFOs and, and aliens, I think you mm-hmm. you if you just like old radio. You would really enjoy the film. Um, and, you know, and then you look at the craft of the filmmaking though, and I I believe the directors and the cinematographers really went out there and, you know, did some daring things and not only like fading, fading to black, but they do like long uncut segments. Uh, you know, like the ones, the ones part where you were talking about where the, you know, the camera's on the road and then it goes, it goes from the radio station all the way to the gym and then it circles around in the gym and then goes out the window, right? That's all one uncut shot. Mm-hmm. Amazing! I mean, you know, Amazing. the timing, the timing that has to happen, the sync, you know, the synchrony. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just fascinating. It's excellent filmmaking. And then, and then you know, Faye, uh, she does like an eight-minute monologue that's uncut of her at the operator station, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just making all these phone calls. And you know, the pressure of an actor or an actress to, to do that uh, for that long, that's uncut, that that camera's just sitting there looking at you, you know, while you're doing that. It's just but it really leads you into really preparing you, I think, for radio. Because radio you need to listen, you need to pay attention because you know, if you're if you're scrolling on your phone while you're listening to a radio channel, you're gonna miss something, right? Mm-hmm. Uh where visually on a movie, you may miss a dialogue part, but you can kind of catch up. Um, And so I think really the movie is preparing you with these long shots to kind of pay attention and get you get you into the audio world that's coming. And uh, it just it's a great blend of old radio, but it also has this sense of like old Twilight Zones.
1: Yes, Um, totally.
4: You know, where it's 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 not a complicated story, Mm -mm. but but it's it's spooky.
1: And I I agree with, with all of that, and um, it's a very atmospheric film, which I love. It creates a whole world, and you're just sucked into it for an hour and a half, or however long it is. And my favorite author, Stephen King, he's brilliant at creating that kind of environment. And I always think of Stephen King because I think of Derry, Maine, and I think oh, of- Oh, sure, yeah. That Whenever you read one of his books, there's always like something lurking there's always a lurking like there's something coming. There's some kind of tension that is always there and it's it's a scary tension. It's not just like you read some books and I, I don't know I don't know where this is going. It's like there's a very uh, ominous tension and with this film there's a very ominous even from the start I feel like even the way they talk like I'm snapping mm-hmm. but so quickly it's like you're you almost feel anxiety like trying to listen to it and it creates this anxiousness within you. And then the radio component is um, I think really important because when we talk about the end of the if you talk about UFOs, if you talk about anything, you talk about the end of the world, radio is like our last communication like our most bare bones if the TVs go out and our phones stop working, radio is kind of it. And if radio, I think of science too because it's one of my favorite movies um, because at the end they're listening to radio but if a radio starts messing up and starts uh, glitching. That's just a scary concept because it's like that's our most basic form of uh, mass communication. In this movie, when Faye's sitting there and at the uh, operator table, and she notices the radio suddenly glitching, and then all these phones—I'm uh, uh, sorry—all these calls are dropping and stuff. I don't know. You just feel this like like radio's so there in my life that's how i want to it's like been there since i was a kid it's just there it's such a present thing it's not like hbo or something i don't radio is just such a constant in everyone's life you don't even notice it you know you just turn on the radio when you get in the car if your ipad ipad oh my god i was gonna say ipod (laughs) which is also very dated if your phone is if your music isn't working if your spotify isn't working um, radio is like almost another friend that I've had since I was since I was in the car with my parents, like when I was a kid. I think this movie, when the radio starts glitching and they and he's and, he, and they have that old school radio tower, which is so <laughs> right, cool, <yeah. laughs> and it just creates it, it's nostalgia. It's sort of panic and anxiety. It's you know you know something's up. The second the radio starts going in and out, you're like, what's happening? Then the calls are dropping and you're like, okay, something isn't good here.
4: Yeah, and it's so beautifully said of, you know, how radio's just kind of that, that friend and it is it is that last form of, of communication, right? And wow. so like like in signs when, when you know, the radio station stops, right? And mm-hmm. or you can't get any stations, right? How separated you feel from the world? Yes. Um, it, it is kind of like that old friend that, um, you know, you just keep coming back to. But I think that's what's wrong with radio nowadays. I think they're trying to compete against Spotify and they've gotten rid of DJs and they're just trying to play music back to back and, you yes. know, just try to compete against And I think they've lost that community sense that they are of, you know, of getting to know DJs, like their characters, um, you know, and, and the talk show radio, like, you know, Art Bell used to be, you know, mm-hmm. like just hearing those spooky, Like, there's just something eerie about hearing one person talk, and you can't see them. And if, you know, if the radio line goes dead or, you know, the telephone line goes dead, you're just, you're gone. Like, you don't know where that person is. You don't know who they are. It's just complete separation. And I think that's what this film really manages to grab. And, and, you know, with the first caller who's, you know, talking about his military experience... Um, oh and, you know, gosh. and just, you know, them losing the, the line and having to try, you know, because he has to call back from a different number or whatever. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it, it builds up that anxiety without even having a monster involved, right? You, yes. you don't have an alien involved yet, but we're still feeling anxious.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, you only get a glimpse of a ship at the end. And those yeah. are the best movies, you know, ones that just create so much anxiety and stress and curiosity without any i mean nothing's happening the only thing that's happening is the radio is going out and stuff i mean nothing's really happening until like the last quarter of the film it's just really really such a good movie and initially i was uh i think i was disappointed with how it ended originally because i was like so sad that Faye and everett got (laughs) Spoiler, <laughs> abducted, I guess, is what <laughs> happens, right. And yeah, that just kind of ended that way. But I think that was like the most perfect ending. Uh, but when you think of that time period and the way this movie shot, there's a lot of charm to it. So you want it to end in a very charming way and for it to be like charming. I don't know how else to say that, you know, like some alien movies are like close encounters or, you know, just like, like, um, I forget how that ends, but it doesn't spook me like other alien movies. Some sci-fi movies are fun, and, like, with this cast and with the talking, you you want it to be fun, but then when you get to the interview with the lady who says uh, they're up in the sky, and I think they cause us to be distracted by, you know, our weight and overeating and anger and anxiety and being angry at each other and basically, like, just all this petty stuff so that they can kind of control us it brings this really dark layer to the movie like i want her to say you think she's gonna say oh well they abducted my like kid and i gotta get back to them and uh maybe it's another world and maybe we'll go to saturn and this is so fascinating you know but it's like this is very relevant uh alien creature or a presence it's not. It doesn't come across as nice. So then, when they get abducted, you're like, "Oh man, like, I really <laughs> like that." <them. laughs> I don't think anything good is happening on that ship after this lady's interview. You
4: know? Right. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and they take the child with them too. And you yes. know, like, yeah, This whole story is about you know them taking children. But you're right. It does add that yeah. that very dark part of it. And you know, it, it's interesting. You know, the film was made before the pandemic. But
1: mm-hmm.
4: I, I find it interesting that, you know, like, if we, you know, like, a, as in the film, you know, it, you know, they're getting phone calls of like, I saw something, I saw something, there is something, they're, they're getting pieces of this information, right? Mm-hmm. And they're just curious. They're like, oh my gosh, we want to go see it ourselves. Let's hop in the car. Let's go, you know, let, let's go check this out. You know, this is a hot story, right? right. And it's, it's very interesting that I think you know, when the pandemic hit and we were getting pieces of information thrown at us, we became very cynical about it. Mm. Um, instead of being curious,
2: mm-hmm. you know,
4: instead of being like, "Oh, let's find out what's going on. Let's go out into the community and see what's going on." Yes, a pandemic is going to keep you from you know wanting to interact and too much with the community. Yes. But there really wasn't this sense of, give us more information. There was just this sense of, oh, this is bullcrap, or this is gospel, yeah. and we're going to take it. you know, like, either way, um, there wasn't that curiosity. Uh, and, you know, I think I think what this film does is it shows that curiosity can sometimes bring you to dark places. You know, you can mm. find that the world sometimes isn't always kind, you know, and, and it can be dark and you know, the the older lady's story is kind of bringing that out. And she was so, you know, doubted and mistreated and, you know, thought that she was a killer or whatever because her child's missing. Right. You know, she, she experienced that darkness. And it's interesting that, you know, she says, you know, I think, you know, the aliens just keep us this way so they can always basically be in control. Yeah. And what, what a great, you know, what a great perspective of that, you know, instead of being mad at her fellow human beings for yeah. acting the way that She's you know, she's looking at the aliens and saying, that's it. And so when, you know, at the end, when we see them taken, you're right. It's it's not this happy ending, you know, and I and, yeah. and I love I love them as a as a, you know as as two main characters and as a as a couple you can see it, you know, see it working, you know, mm-hmm. already. Um and you know, I, I found it it's funny, like, you know, I hopped on IMDb, you know, to do some research for the film. And I'm looking at pictures of, you know, the actors and actresses that played those parts. And I'm like, no, that's not Everett. You know, Everett doesn't have, you know, a modern hairdo and, you know, and yeah. a tan and everything like that. And no glasses, right? Like, right. not Everett. You know, like, they, they, they are definitely charming and they are definitely those characters. Yes. And I think that's what captures that, like, 50s or 60s or even, like, a twilight zone where it seems like, everything is good but then there's something just off that reminds yes. you of you know that the world can be like that and you know being an ex-police officer i, I have to keep from being a complete cynic but you know it, it is it is always interesting to see a film that reminds us that yes there are great things about being here and there are some dark things that we have to be mm-hmm. aware of
1: yes and i you couldn't have said that better i think um i've seen a lot of alien movies so far in my life maybe a lot of sci-fi movies and that was a unique perspective that I haven't seen before with her saying well look at this look at how people behave it must be because they're up in the sky I know they're up in the sky and they're like controlling us by keeping us focused on these um, inconsequential, silly petty, human things And you're right about COVID because it's like, how could, COVID was such a, the pandemic was such an epic experience. So massive, so much bigger than us. And I feel like that is people's way of coping with things sometimes is just to result, to focusing on very um, tangible and small issues because otherwise everything feels far too crazy. And so that sort of that lady's statements capture that very well. It's just like whether it's aliens or us doing it to ourselves, it's, it's it does no good for us and it you know she even talks about diets and stuff like that. and it, right. it, we don't um, seem to step out of that all the time, especially um, in times of of stress. And I like the spin of it being, you know, aliens. It's it's a that's a little more charming than us just doing it to ourselves <laughs> right. over and over yeah. again. You know, you know, I, I I personally always love a good dark layer to anything. You know, because there is. I mean, my art's that way too, with the explode. You know, the nuclear bombs and um, exactly monsters. You know, there are beautiful things in life, but then there there is always a layer of. uh Darkness of some sort, and then, uh, then it's how it's portrayed in this film is just really, really great. And I was gonna say, too, Faye and Everett, like the fact that they're so young and naive, like you're saying with the curiosity and stuff, it's like, it's nobody's untouchable, and um. You know, things don't always go the way you expect, and sometimes Everett and Faye get abducted, and you don't want them to. Oh, and the little baby. <laughs> that's right, like, what? yeah, the yeah, little baby just what? hanging because out. Because that's not your <laughs> typical movie, you know. Typically, you know, the cute couple ends up together, okay. and it's okay. Or, um, yeah. But that's not how this movie goes, and I, I like that for that reason. You know, I like the movie for that reason.
4: Me too, and uh, I think because of that spin that they've done on things like everything i watch now about ufos i'm just like yeah they're just brainwashing us you know like yeah the recent like unsolved mysteries with uh, michigan ufos you know yeah i'm just like i'm just like yeah they're just they're just flying around and then they're just doing their magic and making us you know forget yeah. about it or be more concerned about our diets than you know someone else actually being in charge yeah. um, so it's funny i just i kind of see the whole world like that now and whenever our ufo stuff brings up um, but yeah, it's it's a fascinating take and uh, just a just a, a a unique sci-fi movie.
1: Definitely, and it's funny that you say that too because we're saying all of this, and I'm just going to go into my weird interests. But you know, our our own White House and um, military have have acknowledged the existence of UFOs. UFOs, as far as objects that we don't know what they are flying through our skies, whether they're uh, adversaries or you know aliens. Literally, we've been told this is a real thing and still people like I always you know I always talk about this with people who are also interested in this we're like why isn't this headline news every day you know but it is it's so massive to think about it's so I think people can't even it's just too much and so it's funny because you and I you know we're doing a podcast and we're talking about a movie and like who cares and whatever but we've been told that there's this crazy stuff out there whether it's, again, an adversary or an alien from from space, but it's, it, you know, it's human nature maybe to just focus on our, our silly little things, I don't know.
4: Yeah, and I think what always fascinates me too is, you know, I mean, yes, you have shows like Ancient Aliens and things like that, but there hasn't, I mean, where's the serious scholarly work to see if ufos existed before we had airplanes you know before airplanes were created you know like why isn't there more serious work because to me that would start me thinking okay it's not just adversaries it's not just you know foreign aircraft but it is actually you know out of this world you know if you will spacecraft um you know and to me it's it's a shame you know that's you know real historians and real academics and real scientists aren't coming together and like working this out, because if the governments mm-hmm. basically told us, you know, like, this is real, you know, you know, we don't know what it is, or we do know what it is, but we're not going to tell you everything, which granted, okay, I understand sure, national yeah. security and all that, but there's a lot of things that we could do as a population yeah. based on this knowledge to know that, okay, yeah you know, like, let's identify, let's learn, like, what are satellites, you know, what mm-hmm. are, you know, and all those things, so we can actually look at the sky with knowledge and see that is an actual UFO and it's not a satellite or it's not a, you know, aircraft or whatever.
1: Yeah, I 100% agree. I think um, there's one scientist, uh, when that object passed Earth, oh my gosh, and now he's a Harvard professor or something. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. It was the object, uh, it's like as big as a football field, and it flew past in our uh, solar system or something, and he wrote a whole paper about it, thinking it was some sort of, I don't want to say man-made, but artificially made object, and he was sort of outcasted by the whole scientific community over it. He was on Joe Rogan, so I don't know, that's not exactly like, (laughs) you know, we're not getting into the scientific... (laughs) I mean, I love Joe Rogan, but um, yeah. but there are, I do think there are some scientists, and I have to find this guy, uh, who are interested in doing this and historians, but I don't think it's main- mainstream enough yet, you know, which is funny because, uh, like we were talking about last week with um, Heaven's Gate Cult, they believed in this stuff. This was their whole message in the 90s, 80s, 90s, and it was considered a little crazy then, and now we do have ancient aliens and a lot of their beliefs are now very mainstream, but I just don't think we're there just yet. We're like so close, but uh, well, I don't know well, if the scientific community is ready for that. <laughs> I don't know. I wish I was a I scientist. Know. I don't know.
4: But <laughs> I know. I know. Me too. I mean, you know, I, I mean, you know, I have a bachelor's degree in history, so, you know, yeah. I, it's you know it's like yeah there's a lot of historical things out there that we could be working on just to you know even yeah do investigations on our own and you know i think that's you know it's something you know coming ones in Sundown too is uh, you know we're going to introduce this sci-fi um aspect to it and you know so there's been a lot of research you know that i'm doing and everything for that and it, it's just i don't know it's a fascinating world where i think there's a lot that can be done um you know and it i think Shows like Ancient Aliens, and when you have, you know, mentally ill cult leaders that are preaching this stuff, yeah, um, Yeah. it's hard for people to really take you seriously, right? And I think I think that's the stumbling block, and it's the genius of the mind control aliens, you know, to, you know, it's it's always it's like the saying of like Satan, right? Like you know, just hide in plain sight, basically, and you know, I think that's you know, basically what they're doing, and that it's genius. Good job, good job, aliens. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, are they right? Exactly. They're yeah. like, hey, cult leaders, here's some good ideas. Hey, Exactly. Yeah. totally not credible people, here's some good ideas, you know? Yeah,
2: <laughs> and exactly. That's the thing.
1: It's like, yeah, and it does sort of make you, you know, it makes me even, you know, since I was a kid, I was interested in different, just different things that we can't explain, nothing like crazy i guess but um it it makes me even have pause you know when there are people like one listener sent me a meme and it was like every bigfoot it was like every bigfoot documentary is just cletus saying oh "Oh, i know what i saw after a night of drinking paint thinner and it's like (laughs) it's like so accurate you know like once you have that kind of stuff it's like oh well forget it i don't know you know i don't this doesn't seem very credible and it kind of um, muddles the whole effort. And I think people do really wanna know what space is and what's in space and what you know, even NASA has some really cool findings that have been published and uh, but they get they get lost. It gets lost in the in the noise of it all. Yeah. It's a mind control aliens.
4: It is. It is.
1: That's it. <laughs> no, <laughs> totally. I'm not
4: gonna blame it. everything on the I'm going to blame everything on them from now on.
1: From now on, when I'm stressed (laughs) about eating a cupcake, I'm like, here I am. Just being (laughs) mind-controlled by these aliens. (laughs) Exactly.
4: I can't. I can't help eating this pizza. The aliens are making me do it.
1: Yeah, the aliens are making me do it. Yeah. That yeah, that, yeah. that yeah. Then we we're starting to sound like the cult leaders. That's
4: it, right, <laughs> and then no one's gonna take us seriously. But so, <laughs> no one's
1: yeah. gonna take us seriously.
4: <laughs> Before we know it, the FBI is gonna be around our house. Oh like,
1: my gosh, that's something I gotta talk about on this episode. Uh, not on this episode because we have other things to talk about. But on this podcast is that FBI raid, which, by the way, yeah, might get me raided. I don't know.
4: Yeah, yeah, who knows, right? Who knows?
1: If you guys don't hear from me and James next week, (laughs) it's micro Aliens or the FBI. (laughs) Um, Okay, so we'll jump into a couple questions that I have for James.
0: Follow me, if you will, to a magical town where it is always... Halloween, thanks to a witch's curse. (laughs) A town where leaves and escaped pages of the local Sentinel newspaper blow in the wind. A town where a distant radio can be heard playing 96.6 WOLF on its sinister speakers. A town where TV sets are tuned to cable access channel 20-W-A-R-Y to watch the Monster Channel. And a town where the mayor has been serving his creepy citizens for 355 years now. This is Sundown, so please come visit us and stay. Forever.
2: Find everything Sundown at www.sundownhalloween.com or on Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. And where we will always proudly play chilling with cult class every week. Sundown, the only scary place you'll ever need. Oh, Halloween all the time.
1: This is a question that I'm going to start making a regular question on this podcast. And so I feel like I have to give it a little context because it's kind of a weird question. But the question is, if you could experience one paranormal event in your lifetime, what would it be? And this question is an event that hasn't happened yet, or maybe has happened, but nothing historical. So would you want to meet Bigfoot? Would you want to be abducted that would kind of be a zinger but if you're into that okay would you you know <laughs> want to see messy would you want to know ghosts exist i mean what would you want if you could experience one definitive paranormal event in your life what would it be
4: oh such a great question it really is i initially was thinking like i want to be like a ufo encounter like an actual alien encounter um just because I would think like oh I could see like the technology um you know like it would be so cool to experience another you know intelligent being if you will. Yes. But then you know the cynic started to come in me too and I was just like man what if it's like you know the movie Fire in the Sky you know where they abduct you and they just put you in like this plastic thing that you can hardly breathe in they're poking your eyes and you know I'm like that would be a terrible experience. Right. Or or what if like they just have no clue like what if they're just as clueless as we are and you know just a little bit more advanced in science but they're trying to figure things out too so
1: i like that take (laughs) like they just stumbled pot earth they're like yeah no we don't know we don't even know how we got here to be honest
4: we were hoping you'd provide it yeah
1: oh oh, we thought you guys were way more put together (laughs) than we are we blew up our planet (laughs) <laughs> exactly. That'd be such a bummer. Like,
4: <laughs> it would be. It would be. So I'm not ready for that. So I, yeah.
1: I, cho- I
4: chose an actual, like, ghost encounter. Um, uh-huh. just, be- just because I think if you actually see a ghost, there something happens to you after you die, right? I mean, mm-hmm. ghosts would not exist. A soul appearing before you would not exist if something wasn't happening after you died. Mm-hmm. And I think... To me, that would be like just fascinating, and you know, like even if it was just uh, you know a, a ghost that was stuck in like a historical event, you know, and its life that was just going over and over, it would just be fascinating to see something you know solidified right in front of you like that. Of just like, oh, okay, yeah, there is something afterwards, and we might not know what it is, or maybe you have a good idea what it is. But regardless, seeing a ghost would like solidify something is happening after
1: death. I like that one. I, I haven't decided mine definitively yet, but that one's way up there for that reason. Because it would be fun to know. It'd be fun to know. Um, side note, great movie to watch is We Go On. I'm just throwing that out there for anybody. It's a ghost yeah. movie. Yeah. I, I That's an awesome answer. I mean, I think that would that would give a lot of answers to questions that we have as human beings. As of now, what are your thoughts on Ghosts? What do you think ghosts are? Do you think they exist?
4: So it's interesting, you know, we were talking about the historical aspects of aliens. And when we look at the history of ghosts, we see it in literature as far back as literature has been written. Mm -hmm. We We see ghosts mentioned in the Bible. We see ghosts, you know, these kind of ghostly encounters and spirits have always been part of, you know, campfire stories probably since cavemen could speak. Yes. Um, So, I think it's, I think it's fascinating. I I don't think, to tell you the truth, I don't think there's ever any way to capture evidence of one. Mm -hmm. I think it's all based on experience. And, you know, I think it's, I think the reason for that is I think there's emotions involved and Mm -hmm. what, what video and audio can't capture is what a human being can and that is you know we can all capture the senses but you can't capture that that additional sixth sense that sixth feeling that Mm. that that emotion of what's actually going on Mm -hmm. and so i don't think you could ever really capture any evidence and let's face it if you did no one's gonna believe you because there's so many fakes out there yeah you know but i think i think they do exist and i think There is, you know, there is reason for them existing, Um, you know. I mean, you know, coming from my personal perspective, it's, you know, I've never experienced one, Mm -hmm. but there are definitely places in, in this world where when you walk, you can feel something else there. You can feel a presence. You can, you know that you're not alone. And it could easily be an animal. It could be that kind of, you no know, survival instinct that we have as humans to to have mm-hmm. that feeling. We also like you know, what always cracks me up is you know you walk into a dark old house in the basement, and every ghost hunter is like, oh my god, you know, like I can feel something here. And it's like, you walk into any building with no lights on, and it's yeah, right. going to feel something. <laughs> That's creepy, a good point. Right? I mean, yeah. it's just it's going to happen. But I do think. That, there, that you can feel at times that you're just not alone. But there's something, you know, something walking through that space with you or sharing that space at some time. And, you know, we can get into a big conversation about about time and, and you know, it's it's delusions and, you know, and how we think about it and what may actually be happening. But I, I definitely think ghosts exist and to sum it up. Cool.
1: Yeah. I, that was going to be my next question was, even if you haven't experienced a ghost, Have you experienced, like, an energy of some sort? Because I do think that people have... um, I've talked about being kids and animals, and I I think people have a sixth sense that they're not really tuned into, and the older you get, the less tuned in you are to it. But um, I'm with you in that there are just places that just feel... And I've been to places that I didn't even know the history of. Right. That's the most, and you just walk in and you're like, just something's not right here. I don't know what it is, but something's weird, and you're right, I and mean, it could be other things too, but uh, we definitely pick up on energies, and and I just think, and emotions, yeah, you just absorb people's, um, I don't know if it's residual emotions, residual energies, uh, I don't know, I've thought sometimes that ghosts could be like parallel dimensions, or dimensions crossing, or something like that, um, which is kind of a crazy idea. But regardless, I think we're in tune enough as people to, to recognize when something's up. And I think that most people would tell you they've had moments like that in life. So yeah, whether it's ghosts or energies or whatever you want to call it, spirits or uh, parallel dimensions, or uh, I, I, I agree. That's another important thing to explore, but there are things like we're talking about with science and and history. There are uh, ghosts, too, would be a fun one to explore, and there are a lot of, like, fakes, like you said out there, There or a lot of silly shows or uh, silly books or whatever that claim to be very factual and are not. So I think that would be a really cool experience encountering a ghost.
4: And I think, you know going from you know my police background of you know like being there at times, you know, like the experiences that I've felt are not, you know, like when you're looking for them or they're not in, you know, a, a cemetery or they're not in a, a basement or an old attic. They're, you know, like on the road where a car accident happened.
0: You mm-hmm. know, they're
4: you know, they're they're in a hospital room, you know, where, you know, you you actually are seeing someone go from this life to the next. And oh that's when you feel those weird experiences and I I think you know I think doctors and ambulance drivers and police officers could add a lot to that because of being there at that presence or you know walking in into a home where you know it's a possible suicide and you just you know that that's what you're walking into Uh and you know you can feel you can feel the power of death at, Uh at that time and I think it's you know I think that's that's where we can get into real discussion about what is going on here with souls or ghosts or, and, and things like that you know like I always find it fascinating that you know ghosts are always from like you know the 1800s or whatever in movies um and you know it's just like there's no modern ghosts right and so, yeah
1: I think of that too you know? all the time or like <laughs> so animals too like that humans yeah. are the only thing that can have a be a ghost it's like I find that very odd
4: yeah exactly so it, there's there's so much there, and I think I think history in itself, when something big happens in a moment in time, that that is somehow affecting that area. Mm-hmm. Um, and it could just be, you're just randomly walking through the woods and you just feel it, right? Or you're just walking down the sidewalk and you feel it. Um, so there, there's definitely something, a physical feeling that you are receiving uh, from being in an actual spot where something happened in, in a moment in time.
1: Yeah. I agree, and um, and you have a unique experience as well to share. and And you're right. I think uh, doctors and paramedics and um, first responders definitely, definitely have that. Uh, in it, anybody who's listening, if you're friends with those kind of people, first responders, which you were, have very valuable perspectives to share. So, if you have friends who are first responders, let them talk to you about their stories if they want, because. Um, there, there are stories that like I I don't have, you know, like walking into a house set where somebody just uh, committed suicide or something. So yeah, you just feel that that presence and that energy. And I was gonna say too, there's a story about there's a story about a woman, I don't know if you've heard this story, where she drove off the road, she was in a car accident, and she died like instantly, and there's a okay. baby in the car. They didn't know there was a kid in the car or something like that. And they heard a woman yelling over and over again. But this lady Mm -hmm. had died instantly. And um, they got to the car, and they still were hearing this woman yell. But the lady was dead. And there was a kid in the back seat. And they ended up getting this kid out. But they only knew that the kid was there and that this whole thing was happening because they had heard a lady yelling for help. And And you hear those stories about, you know, just like a a guardian angel or somebody just comes along and helps with an incident and then disappears. I don't know. That kind of stuff is just haunting is literally the word. I
4: don't know. It is. It is. And, you know, and first responders and, and soldiers and those in the military, mm-hmm. uh, you know, are experiencing those kind of things because, you know, they're they're the ones that have to take care of it, you know, and, and see it. And I think the difference is, you know, in, in our industrialized and, you know, modern society, we are so separated from death every day, you know, whether, you know, you know, going towards your hunting, you know, like, you know, just being separated from what we eat and the death of what we're eating to, you know, I mean, you know, we didn't have hospice and wonderful, you know, medicine like we do now, you know, a hundred years ago. And, you know, you were taking care of that person while they were, you know, heading on out. Or um, you know a lot more quicker deaths, and um, you know, so you know people were a lot more familiar with death and and what that means in in everyday life than we than we do now. And I think I think there's something powerful about hearing people that have to um, experience others' deaths and you know death in the world uh, on a regular basis. Uh, I think they definitely do offer a unique perspective.
1: Yes, I agree. I couldn't agree with all of that more. I think. Um... Think people are very uh, just with the industrial age, disconnected from nature and, and the way things work. And um, for my movie lovers out there, I recommended *We Go On* as a movie, uh, but that's a little bit scary. That's a little bit of a scary movie. Just FYI, it's a, it's a paranormal movie. And then also another movie that James and I have talked about previously um, that's now on Netflix is *Where the Crawdads Sing* which is one of my favorites. It's a a beautiful movie, just talking about nature and death and her perspective on death. And so if you're not into horror movies, that's also a great movie and it's on Netflix right now. Now I have one more question for you. I always want to ask, do you have a strange story for us? Any kind of personal or weird or paranormal or just odd story that you would like to share?
4: Well, as much as I'd like to be able to be like, yeah, I had this, you know, encounter with a UFO or a ghost, um, I really haven't, you know, just besides that energy. but. There is something unexplained that's always been happening in my life, and I would love to be able to share it here. And that is as far back as I can remember, I would say at least five or six years old. Um, I don't remember a lot of my dreams, like, you know, like seriously 95% of my dreams, they're just in and out, just like with most people. Um, But I would have this dream where it just it would feel so real and it would be just like a moment sliver in time Um, and it's just it's something boring you know it's nothing you know it's not like uh, you know like uh, you know like I see a building collapse or you know a bomb it's it's just like daily life Mm -hmm. and I would have this dream and I would wake up I'd vividly remember it oftentimes the dreams would have someone in it that I didn't recognize or a place I don't recognize. Um, And initially, you know, I was just thinking, oh, it's just, you know, residual from the day, you know, it's just, you know, your mind taking all these events and putting it together and, you know, spitting out something, right? Well, I was initially thinking that, but by the time I could really cognitively think about it when, you know, 10, 10, 11 years old, Started realizing that three, four months later, I would actually be in that exact moment wow. where I would, and as soon as the moment hits, it's kind of like um, you know, like those old race cars that uh, you know would go on the track, and you you know like, or even like a regular train track. You know, like as soon as the train settles on the track, you you get in that track and it goes right. Yes, right. It, the dream would exactly happen like that. So as soon as the event that I dreamed about was starting to occur in reality, it would just be like a train track. Like you couldn't get off of it. Uh, even if you were cognitively thinking like, um, which I would. I tried to start doing when I was older, like yeah. you know, in my 20s, I'd be like, I wanna cognitively change this uh, from what I dreamed. You couldn't. And in fact, wow. one time I remember I dreamed that I would cognitively try to change the dream, and so when I had the actual thought, it matched up perfect with what I had actually dreamed. Um, so it's in, it's internal as well as what's physically happening. Yeah. But as an example, so when I was 28, I had this dream where I was sitting in the middle of a back seat of a car I didn't recognize, and we were turning into a movie theater that I did recognize. It was the movie theater in in the town. Okay. And I was looking forward, so I didn't recognize the person sitting in front of me uh, in both the seats, but I did recognize the person to my right, which was, would be my future wife. Okay. So three months later, I started dating my wife. We hop in this Xterra that her best friend's boyfriend owned. Her boyfriend and her best friend were in the front seat, which is why I didn't recognize them, because it was the first time I'd actually met the boyfriend. And we hop in and we go to the movies. And we're getting into the turn lane to go into the movies, and it starts. It's just like, boom, it clicks. It's like, yep, here's the dream. And I recognize everything at that point. I recognize, yep, there's the person, same car, same automobile I've never uh-huh. seen before. And it, it just happens like that. And I have three or four of those a year, and sometimes they happen within weeks of having them. Sometimes it's years.
1: Wow. Yeah. Wow. Really?
4: So it, it's, you know, I really, I, I don't care if it happens to me. I really, I really don't care about that. But what it really has me wondering as a person, just hearing that story, if it was told to me is what is our mind capable of and mm-hmm. what is, and what is time? You know, what is this mm-hmm. time that we're speaking of? And, you know, it's. I've often noticed that even though the events that I'm watching in the dreams aren't important or, you know, mind blowing, the feelings I'm having, the emotions I'm having at that time is what's important. So, you know, being oh, excited wow. about dating my wife, you know, like and, yes. and being excited about that or you know, like, um, you know, one time it was before I had actually got a job and I was at the job interview. So you have all these emotions, of, you know, trying to get a job or, or anything like that. Um, so not they're, they're nothing like apocalyptic or, you know, like prophet you know, prophecy. But it's just interesting that, you know, a personal life that you think you have control of. Yeah. Um, you get into this slot that you've already dreamed and so to me it's like are we always in a the slot then are we always uh. in this slot of like something that's already happened um or is our mind capable of time travel if you will and that is uh. is the mind capable of being able to understand all of time at, at one point um you know and that's you know getting into the time discussion of you know is time linear where you know it's you know we walk it you know forward yeah. all the time or is it more of like a circle where you're standing in the center and wherever you're kind of looking at as your perspective just because we're always looking forward doesn't mean that's the way time is always happening it could uh-huh. just be always happening around us so for me it's you know, it's been signs of, of two things. Number one, we definitely don't understand everything that's going on in this world. Uh-huh. And and I don't think we ever will. But that's a good thing because I love mystery and I love the unexplained and I love the search and the investigation. I think that's wonderful. And but the second thing is, is what is this time that we speak of? You know, uh-huh. like, what, is, what <laughs> is this and how are we living our lives? And if we can tap into that, notice that I'm not saying that we can change it because you can't change it but if we could understand it or just tap into that ability um to to understand those things and and i think that's why i go back to to experience something paranormal you're never going to just be able to capture it on audio and video because you have it's it's emotional it's feeling well for me that's time too you know time has this like emotion wrapped around it so it's it you know it it's going to take scientists and it's going to take You know, historians, but it's also going to take human beings, you know, to just look at from a human perspective and the human Mm -hmm. experience to really understand what's going on. But that is my unexplained story.
1: Thank you so much for sharing that, first of all. I don't think, I personally don't think it's the most outlandish thing because we have deja vu and we have people. Mm -hmm. I mean, there are moments I feel like in life where you're like, huh, this is, this seems reminiscent in some way of something else or, um, I was, I was thinking about this last night, actually, because I was watching a show, and the girl, it was a, it was a reality show. Well, it was Dateline. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It was Dateline, okay? And, uh, what, What's the Dateline? I'm not going to be coy about this, all right? And I was falling asleep, I turned on Dateline. And the girl was like, I just, something in me was, like, driving me to keep trying to solve this mystery. And I don't know why I started thinking of this, but I was like, it's really weird that we have these things within us that I, you feel, either you feel like you're in the right place or you're not in the right place, or um, you feel a purpose to do something or a drive to complete something. Uh, and with every person it's different, and whether the person does it or not is also different. But um, there's certainly like a governor, I want to say, within us. Uh, that makes us who we are and I was thinking about, huh, I wonder if that's like predestination or destination or if that's our, our free will and that's our personality and like obviously we don't know exactly but it's a weird thing to think about. I think when you when we were we briefly talked about this, I did not know all the details. I just knew that you had a story. But he says one thing you just don't want to think too much of the trees about because <laughs> we've talked about. I say all the time when I'm sitting out in nature and sitting in the trees, you start thinking, and this is one of those things that if you start thinking about the the concept of time um, and destination, fate versus uh, free will, it, it can be mind-boggling. And, um... That is true. Yeah. That is true. (laughs) If we don't know. You're right. We have so many mysteries that we don't know. And and thank you so much for sharing that because, again, I don't think it's the most outlandish thing, although it is fascinating. Uh, there's no answer. I mean, I don't know. It's, it's funny. Cause like this girl was talking in this, is in the show. And I was like, huh, I just like, I just wonder if we have a, a purpose that we don't even know. Like each individual person is put here to do a specific thing. And that's why we feel that like kind of governor that drive or passion for certain things. Or, um, if that's just, again, our personality, maybe she's just a really driven person. Another concept that I was recently introduced to was the idea that your mind can remember the future and the past. Mm. And that maybe these things are, when we talk about our lifetime, maybe it isn't a line, maybe it's a circle, maybe we repeat it, maybe it's layered dimensions, whatever it is. And that um, maybe we're stuck in the idea that we only remember, quote unquote, the past, when in actuality our mind could be capable of remembering the future. And I do think that, I mean, I don't know about that whole that whole concept, but uh, I do think that our mind is capable of much more than we even think. Yeah. No pun intended, pun intended.
4: One hundred percent. I just uh, I recently finished a book called The Rise of Superman, uh, which dis- uh, analyzes the concept of flow in uh, like you know adventure athletes and extreme athletes and how they tap into this concept of flow Mm. and be able to to do superhuman things.
0: Mm -hmm.
4: Um, And it it really talks about how, you know, like certain parts of the mind will basically shut down. And one of those is the uh, concept of time um, and the ability to kind of analyze where you're at in space. That's why a lot of athletes in flow will say, like, time really slowed down. Like, it felt like I could hear everything. I could see everything. I could feel everything. Mm -hmm. Uh, I could, I could understand what the wave was doing under me as I was surfing on it. Um, and you know, it's interesting that if we think that the mind is capable of getting into that state where, you know, athletes are doing moves they've never done or practiced before and they're accomplishing them or they're riding 80 foot waves. Mm-hmm. Um, that that don't act like they're supposed to, and they still come out on top. Um, it's just fascinating to see that when the mind gets into that state of flow, um, it can almost basically predict the future of what you need to do in order to get out. You know, right? Um, and it's just fascinating. It's and it, and you know, on one hand, you know, the science—it's fascinating to know the science of oh, that's what's happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the second thing is—is is how do we? get into that state then and how do we start practicing that more that's what the scientists are asking my third question is is do we really want to know you know like do you really no. want to know
1: <laughs> my answer is like, no
4: once you get into that state do you really want to know those things you no. really want to know the future that you really yeah. want to you know because just like the vast of night it might be an old lady on the other side telling us something really dark we don't want to hear
1: excellent way to say that. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing is, um, I always think of it as the zone. I think it's the same thing as like, like when I used to play sports and stuff, like if you're in the zone or, uh, like even doing my art, um, sometimes I always think my best art comes from, um, I always say it's like, like a gift. I always think the best art is a gift for any artist. And that's for athletes too. The best moments are these like gifts that if you let them if you just are in that zone so, sort of it's just sort of given to you it is it's like like knowing the future of the wave for the surfer or like what your body needs to do or how you need to react though you've never ridden a wave like this in your life like it's like a guidance that i can't explain some of my best pieces that i've ever made i was just like it, some people say they're like what are you thinking about and I, 90% of the my best pieces, my favorite pieces, I was thinking about nothing. I was so peaceful, and so unaware of the world around me, and so unaware of time, and not stressed about work, and I, so I always think of those things as a gift, and um, yeah, maybe it's a maybe it's a gift to be a distractor. Maybe I'm like, maybe I'm a tool for the brainwashing aliens. If people are just <laughs> looking at my stuff on Instagram, they're like, "Oh, here's a good idea. This will go viral, and then people won't think about real problems." <laughs> but <laughs> you know, um, it's a fascinating topic, and, and it is. It's like, do you want to know? Like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe that's my next question for guests on the show. Like really yeah. get deep. Like, hey, so if you were giving a, given a divine gift and you were like in the zone and you were doing these wonderful things, would you want to know where it came from or do you think it's brainwashing aliens? Right. it might mean, exactly. be a heavy question for
4: <laughs> It's newcomers. Totally brainwashing aliens. <laughs> but you're exactly right. As an artist myself, you know, like, I think the best work is when you stop being a, a, a stumbling block, right? Like, yes. you, just, yeah. you just feel like there's like this stream of art, you know, it's just this wonderful, beautiful art that's yes. coming right to your head and then like it's just bouncing off, you know, most of the time. But every once in a while, your like skull opens up and it just goes through you to your hands and it just creates something beautiful, right? And the best. I don't want to know, yep. I don't want to know where it comes from. No. Experiencing it, I love seeing yeah. the result, right? Like, yes, exactly. Amazing.
1: I don't want to I don't want to mess it up either it's like okay exactly and it's a nice feeling I mean I don't know it's but it's it's you know to be I think it's your ultimate peace, your ultimate like state of being but it's it's a nice feeling so it's like oh okay whatever <laughs> but yeah but you yeah. know it, it is it's, it's sort of one of those things in the tree stand it's like is my brain remembering the future is it remembering the past am I living in multiple dimensions like I don't know I don't want to think yeah. about it, so I'm going to stare at a squirrel. <laughs> and that's where the brainwashing aliens come in. <laughs> that's
4: yeah. a t-shirt right there. That's a shirt
1: Great! Oh my gosh, I got to make crop circle crew t-shirts. I got to make brainwashing alien t-shirts. And there's another one. Look up t-shirts. I think of one. Yeah, yeah. I got to get yeah. on it.
4: Yeah. <laughs> it- Great ideas, right? Quit being a stumbling block to the stream. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. This is all just being good to <laughs> my brain right now. Um, <laughs> well, James, I have to have you on again because we could probably talk about this stuff for hours and hours. Uh, thank you so thank you much t- for being a guest today and taking the so time to do this. And thank, thank you, you so for... Like, I know I speak for the listeners, but I say, and myself and Nick and everybody, thank you so much for your audio wizardry. It's my pleasure. Audio wizardry? (laughs) That's a weird word. Audio. You're like an audio wizard. We appreciate it. (laughs) Yeah, you're you're like the Merlin of audio. We appreciate it. Um, It's my pleasure. So thank you so much. And please tell us again how everybody can listen to Sundown.
4: Most definitely. So thank you so much for having me, Caitlin. I definitely could talk to you for hours about this and uh, look forward anytime uh, to being on the show. And you can catch Sundown Halloween at www.sundownhalloween.com or search your uh, favorite radio browser for 96.6 WOLF
1: Sundown. Awesome. And on Instagram?
4: Yep. Sun, uh, Instagram at sundownhalloween. And we're on Twitter and Facebook as well.
1: And next week, we're going to have a special guest, Brian Sprague of Somewhere in the Skies podcast. And his movie club pick for this week is the movie Witness of Another World, which came out in 2019. And I've never seen it, and I can't wait to watch it. He will be our special guest next week. Thank you so much again, James.
4: It's been a blast. And uh, thanks, everyone out there. And uh, just keep being spooky, everybody.
1: What a treat it was to talk to James. That was so fun. We delved into so many topics that I didn't think we'd even get into. It's just a blast to talk about the concept of time and brainwashing mm-hmm. aliens and, and good movies. Be sure to check out sundownhalloween.com to listen to 96.6 The Wolf and enjoy the town of Sundown. You can follow Chillin' with Cult Class on Instagram at chillinwithcult.class. You can follow my art at colt.class. And you can email us at chillinwithcultclass@gmail.com.
2: Thank you guys so much for listening.
1: And thank you for chilling with us. We'll see you next Sunday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard.